0: Hello, and welcome to Top Class, the OECD's education podcast. My name's Henry, and I work in the OECD's Directorate for Education and Skills. And today, we're actually going to be talking about something we've already touched on on the podcast before. But it's a big topic. It's something that everybody's talking about in basically all sectors of society. It's artificial intelligence, AI. How is AI going to affect education? What's going to change in schools and in teaching? Previously, we spoke to Yuyun Park and Ruben Lauchanen on this subject, but we looked more at mindsets. We looked more high level at really the general attitudes and beliefs about education that might need to change. But today, we're going to delve a little bit deeper. We're going to talk about what teachers need to do, how schools need to adapt. We're going to talk about how classrooms will be different, really take it down to the level of actual practice. So to talk about this, I managed to catch up by phone with Charles Fardell, who is the founder and chairman of the Centre for Curriculum Redesign, and someone who has written quite extensively on this topic. So take a listen to what Charles had to say on the matter, and I'll catch up with you at the end. So Charles, thank you for joining me. My pleasure so we're talking today about artificial intelligence in education i mean it's it's not the obvious pairing i think for as as topics i don't think that many people when we think about art, artificial intelligence are automatically thinking about oh how's that going to relate to education we all see the sci-fi movies i think everybody immediately goes to kind of anthropomorphic robots that are marching around ruling the world. So I think what I'd actually want to ask you first is what do we what do we mean by AI in education? How does AI relate to education?
1: Certainly. Well, so first of all, artificial intelligence is one of many technologies and as you know, there's an entire branch of education called education technology. And so AI would fit under that branch and it would be considered uh, on one side as an aid to how we teach, but it also has consequences that we'll talk about in a minute about what we teach in the first place. So it's really with that angle of uh, what we teach and how we teach that AI has an impact on education, and it is uh, part of education technology at large in a sense.
0: And what, in your view, does the emergence of AI suggest about what should be taught in schools then?
1: Well, so AI is making the future of work and life more uncertain because it's becoming harder to figure out what exactly will perdure, what jobs are safe, what ta- uh, what tasks, which tasks are safe, and so which occupations will. Um, emerge, which ones may uh, wither away. So it forces us to think about education in an even more longer-term mindset where we want to educate people profoundly for life, but at the same time keep in mind that they will constantly be uh, training themselves in a more narrow sense throughout their life. So a school's education, as well as higher ed, needs to be a true education, which I differentiate from training. Training is what makes you very deep in a specific domain, but education is what makes you broad. And AI forces us all the more to become both broad and deep, a T-shaped person, as IBM calls it. And over time, you add more depth in several other areas, so you become more like an M or like a, a rake, if you will you have let's say a broad a broad capability at large I'll, I'll give you a metaphor think of a swiss army knife it has all sorts of different blades and screwdrivers and you know bottle openers and so on and so forth so imagine yourself being trained to be the swiss army knife be very very capable multi multi talented in essence a renaissance person of sorts And as life dictates, you can sharpen that tool. But you have the basis for that tool already. That's the horizontal part. But that sharpening, um, that specialization, is the vertical part of the T. So that's how we need to uh, contemplate education in the age of AI. It has to be both broad and deep because that's what makes it versatile. Whatever life throws at us, we have some tool to respond with.
0: And so how can AI be used in schools for teachers? I mean, it's an application that's going to affect basically every sector and already is in many ways. What are some ways that teachers in schools can use AI to their advantage now?
1: So, of course, the topic of education technology at large is a complicated one. And there's been both uh, real capabilities as well as a lot of overhype, as in many things. AI, in particular is one more mechanism of personalization. So if under the broad banner of personalizing uh, the learning of every student, you already have several levels of such personalization, starting at the courseware level with you know whether you want to focus more on humanities or technol- or, or mathematics and technology. at the second level. Within a discipline, um, for example, you prefer to build a swimming robot and I'll be building a flying robot. That's also personalized to each one of us. Then there's a level below that about uh, how we would learn, for example, language. You are phoneme-based and I'm whole-word-based. That's also personalization. And then you have a very fine-grained level, which is really about progressions, learning progressions for each one of us. Those are more easy to apply in specific topics like mathematics that are very threaded. But even there, you have two sub-layers, an adaptive layer which is simply to show you different pathways and just let you choose. And if you mess up with one, present to you the other pathway. But then finally, there's that layer where AI learns from your behavior and starts gearing the content and gearing the pathways towards your personal abilities. That's the ultimate in refinement. So if you imagine that a math course would be uh, designed that way, the student could immerse themselves into that pathway and the AI Hidden AI in the system would learn their better ways of doing things and adapt to that. It would be very hard, of course, for a teacher to do that. Now you might say, so what's the role of the teacher if a math class is taught that way? Well, if we only define math by being able to follow a certain learning progression, um, the teacher would be standing on the side and providing emotional support and all that. But any discipline, is more than just teaching content. It's about teaching concepts. It's about teaching competencies like critical thinking and uh, curiosity, etc. It's about teaching metacognition. You know the meta dimension of meta learning and a growth mindset. And a teacher is going to be absolutely necessary for all these other things. So in essence, you can view it as offloading the teacher from the more repetitive, specific tasks. And allowing them to focus on the higher order tasks that they have always wanted to reach, but were sometimes prevented in doing. Furthermore, um, even even, uh, this is also also all the more valid for mathematics because it is a threaded discipline. It's not the same in every discipline. So, there are plenty of other disciplines where that sort of learning progression that is uh, finely tunable will be really hard to achieve with an AI. Mm -hmm. There are some. Specific categories where that's simple to achieve. Again, if we're talking about bounded problems to solve, AI can solve them. If we're talking about unbounded, complex, woolly things, AI can't. So um, if you take uh, essays and the grading of essays, it should be relatively straightforward for to, for an AI to do auto-correction and show, show you where your syntax and grammar are, let's say, not as adequate as they should be. But an AI is not going to be grading the quality of your essay as a teacher can. However, even that said, over time, we can imagine that an AI would at least give pointers to the teachers because teachers are humans and humans get tired and the grading may start getting offset by how late in the night it is and how much time you're spending on each submission. And so an AI could monitor that and alert the teacher a little bit like a uh, self-driving mechanism saying, well, I think you're tired at this point because I'm seeing a, a drop in the way you are uh, dealing with some of the issues that are popping up. So you see, it becomes a, an adjunct to the teacher if done right uh, and allows the teacher to focus on higher order teaching.
0: Now, it's uh, interesting that you mentioned about maybe AI taking up some of the slack on the administrative tasks. In um, our teaching and learning international survey, one of the things that's pointed out is, is about learning time in the class, time dedicated to learning uh, in, in a lesson and also in general over, over a working week for a teacher. And from what you're saying, it kind of sounds like that we can increase that time that the teacher has to, to facilitate learning rather than, going, uh, rather than doing the admin tasks. Um,
1: Exactly. It's a a bit like any technology that humans have used to lighten their loads. If you think of the wheel, as simple as that, right? Sure, you could walk, or you could do farther distances, faster, carrying heavier loads. That's really the expectation we have for technology, education technology at large, AI applied to education technology in particular. So it's really meant to offload us and allow us to go farther, deeper, better
0: but it seems like at the same time, teaching is is gonna have to shift in a certain way. Teachers, uh, even you've talked about this kind of symbiotic relationship between the AI and the teachers. I imagine there's gonna be a lot of mindset change involved in that. Uh, How do you think teachers should prepare themselves for that change and and are they prepared now?
1: Well, so teachers like all of us uh, react to the demands that are placed on them. If we don't change the demands, and we don't change the concomitant training they get, how could they adapt? That's not fair, right? We would have to change the assessments, reflect in the assessments, all the higher order uh, thinking and learning that we're talking about here, uh, deeper knowledge, and of course, skills and character meta-learning dimensions of uh, an education, and then reflect that in the assessments, reflect that in the training we give teachers, and then um, that would be a fair thing to ask about. Right now, what we've been doing for the past couple of decades is keep on adding, adding, adding to their loads, not giving them necessarily adequate training and uh, not removing anything and um, not changing the assessments in the end. Uh, and I understand that's uh, an untenable situation for them.
0: Yeah, so this is more a job for the policymakers, to start with at least.
1: Exactly. And that's why the conversation about the what is so important to have up front. Because, for instance, a very simple example, why would you apply all this brilliant intensity to something that's already partially obsolete? For instance, trigonometry. Um, Sure, we all need to learn about periodicity. But why do we care about trigonometric functions? Those are automated. uh, And we certainly don't have the same requirement for land surveyors as we did 150 years ago when trigonometry was introduced. However, we do have nowadays a need for a lot more data scientists and computational thinking. So if we wanna make room for that, we have to remove something. So how about we remove some trigonometry and we add more statistics and probabilities. Well, who's gonna make that decision? Not teachers. It's gonna be made at the policymaker level through the national, national curricula. And as long as those stay relatively rigid and, uh, how can I say, traditional, uh, progress cannot be made, because why would you spend all of this intensity on learning something partially obsolete? How about we apply this intensity to modern branches and areas of various disciplines?
0: I think at the moment, one classic position on artificial intelligence is that of skepticism. I mean, it's it's all over online discourse and in the news that people are afraid of artificial intelligence taking things over or, or being out of control in some way. There's a lot of fear around AI. Um, and I get that will touch in, in in the education sector as well. What are your thoughts on that? What's your response to this fear?
1: Well, to be blunt, I think the fears are justified but not quite in the way they're portrayed. There should be a lot more fear about privacy issues, which have actually nothing to do with AI at this point, right? And we're talking about social media and searches and so on. Um, These privacy issues are enormous, already irrespective of AI. The public should be a lot more concerned about that, in my opinion, than about AI. Now, what AI does is the ability to multiply the impact of the lack of privacy. And that makes it all the more dangerous. But the fundamental question is the privacy, the digital privacy issue, that AI can all the more, let's say, render even more dangerous. A manipulative manipulative aspect of uh, of it, let's say. So it needs to be paid attention to. That said, There's also a lot of overhype about AI. And in our book, we are trying to strike the right tone, a very sober tone about what can be done, the promises and the perils, um, without the hype. So saying, you know, with the cold analysis, this is what you truly be capable of, this is what you will be capable of in the future, seemingly. Uh, but let's not go overboard about the the hype presently.
0: But in general you're more hopeful.
1: Well, I guess I would be balanced. I would say, sure, it's definitely coming with things that we should be careful about. And by the way, it has nothing to do with AI in particular. It has to do with human behavior, you know, greed and things of that nature that color um, what we do about visual privacy. Uh, That has nothing to do with AI. It's purely a human problem. Uh, It's also a human problem to set up databases that propagate uh, biases against some populations in the legal system. These are human problems. They're rendered all the more potent because of algorithms. And algorithms aren't necessarily all about AI. AI has become this big catchphrase for anything algorithmic and mathematical. So there needs to be a finer discourse, but unfortunately, it's uh, it's easy for uh, for people to who gets concerned because they don't have the time to basically read the fine print and understand things at a deeper level.
0: Mm, well, I think that's basically all we have time for. But Charles, thanks for joining us. It was my pleasure. Thank you very much. And thanks to everyone for listening. If you'd like to find out more about our work, there are plenty of updates on our Twitter page, which is at OECD Skills. You can also find out more at our website, which is www.oecd.org forward slash education. Thanks again. Until next time.